0: General Kenobi, you are.
1: Welcome to episode 7 of Hello There Star Wars Podcast, your weekly show for all things Star Wars. My name is Anthony Palm. With me, as always, my good friend Nate Hicks, back with us. Uh, Sorry we took kind of a half of a week off. I actually thought that I had posted uh, my spoiler-free thoughts on Solo earlier in the week. Turns out it only posted to Anchor.fm, not to iTunes and all that. So that went live Thursday. Sorry about that, not going out earlier. Uh, But this week, we're going to have an action-packed show for you about an action-packed movie called Solo, A Star Wars Story. Uh, That's going to be pretty much everything we're talking about this week. Um, We don't even have a Holocon ready, so uh, maybe we'll think of one on the spot. But uh, Um, yeah, no no segments this week. We're just going to be talking heavy, heavy spoilers about Solo. So if you have not seen the movie and do not want to know what happens, please turn this off. It'll be here when you're ready. Uh, But yeah, so let's get into it. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm just going to jump right into the spoiler of all spoilers. When when it got towards the end of the movie, you know, there's the final fight scene with Dryden Voss and, and, and Han and Kira, and then Han leaves. I saw a Mandalorian, like a set of Mandalorian armor in the background. I was like, that's weird. I was like, I don't know if that's... Like, I was thinking in my brain, like, I don't know if that's actually a shout-out to Boba Fett. What's that doing there? And then I was thinking, and then... Beckett was like, hey, I know some hot shot, some big shot gangster on Tatooine. And I was like, well, then who does Dryden Vos work for if it's not Jabba? And then Kira, t- you know, turns the projector on. And I see robot legs and a hood. I'm like, okay, it's not the Emperor. I hear Sam Witwer's voice. Actually, I heard Sam Witwer's voice first, I think. I don't remember the exact sequence. I, I got to see it again. But I heard Sam Witwer's voice. I was like, "Wait a- wait a minute. And my jaw started to just slowly f- fall to the floor. And my hands covered my face and my friends were with me and they, they looked over to me and they were just laughing at me and i literally out loud in the movie theater went holy <laughs> and I, I went no way they're bringing darth maul to the cinematic unit to the to the movies but like back i couldn't believe it dude i literally i i, I like the whole the whole next scene happened to beckett and han and i was still floored from the the maul reveal well, how, how did you react to it? What did you think? I'm still freaking out about it.
0: So my reaction was basically yours. So y- you can see this, but for the people listening, you can't. We're watching the movie, and I already had my hand on my wife's, like, like leg. Like, I was just, you know, my hand was just resting there. Whatever. And she turns on the holo projector, And kind of the same with you. I was like, okay, it's a hooded figure. It's like, okay, robot legs. It was about the time when the robot legs kind of, like, did that, like, that that, like, gas pressure release motion, I guess it was. And I'm like, I start going like this. I'm like, oh, like I audibly like gasped. It was like tapping her leg. And she was like, what? And I was like, look. And like, I pointed at the at the, at the the screen and then like he pops his head. And I'm like, oh. like, I mean, my, my, my reaction and yours were basically about the thing. And it then was, immediately- it was
1: Sam Whitworth's voice that, that made me go into a frenzy. I was like, holy shit. Sick. And
0: uh, okay. Finish your thought. And then I got, I got a little anecdote. Well, what I love, like, after noticing, like, I was sitting there watching it when he took his hood off, and, well, for one, the lightsaber was cool. I feel like the lightsaber was a little too much, but I can see them being like, hey, some people may not nowadays know who this character is, like, if it's just a mainstream audience. So yeah, let's, the,
1: so they're like, hey, let's reaffirm, it's the guy with the double-bladed lightsaber. Yeah, but. I like, didn't the, care. People are like, whoa, why did he have to do that?" So, yeah. You know, like, Who cares? Like, it was so cool. The, yeah. It was cool the, to
0: see that it was his lightsaber from Clone Wars. That yep. was the cool part. Yep. One of my favorite things that I noticed, or one of the first things that I noticed was, I'm like, God, that looks like Ray Park, but that sounds like Sam Witwer. And then I texted you, like, after I got out, I was like, what's that? And then you said, you confirmed, yeah, it was. It's, it's Ray so Park awesome. doing
1: the doing the acting and saying we were doing the voice. I Okay, so here's my quick little anecdote. I and, and Tay actually reminded me of it. I didn't even realize it. I met Sam Witwer... A while ago at this point I think it was like four years ago maybe it was right when Clone Wars ended like right after it ended or it was announced it was canceled I don't remember if it was before the um like the lost episodes or whatever I don't remember if it was before those launched but anyways it it was after they announced they canceled it and I asked Sam I was like dude actually it was after they they announced Rebels so I don't remember when that fell regarding like the lost the lost episodes whatever but it was after they announced Rebels and I I go to Sam because I I met him like we did they did like a, a meet and greet type thing I'm like, dude, I didn't say dude, I was too scared. Um, <laughs> but I was like, listen, like, they got to get you in a movie. I was like, you did, you did you've you done so much for Lucasfilm and the Star Wars, like, animated stuff and the video games. Like, you got to get into a movie. And she was like, and Tay was like, it's so weird that when we met him, you were like, when are you going to be in a movie? And now he's finally in a live action Star Wars movie. And it was so awesome. And part of me is like, yeah, it would have been cool if they got Peter Serafinowicz back for The Voice. But A... He's on record that he can't stand the, the the prequels. So, whatever. I don't want someone that doesn't want to be there. And B, St- Sam is Darth Maul now. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's been Darth Maul for more than Peter Serafin ever was in one episode of The Clone Wars. Uh, and quick correction. I don't know if it was Maul's lightsaber from Clone Wars. He definitely had it in Rebels. I don't it remember had, if that's had the, the same one he had, had at like the end the of uh, Clone Wars. Half though. circle on it? Yeah, I don't remember if he had that in Clone Wars. Okay. I remember I uh, initially he had like just a, a basic looking like half lightsaber.
0: Yeah, I and think then, it was just his lightsaber from Phantom Menace that he had. That it was just a half, and then I you, you are right. I think he towards the end, like in the lost episodes, I think he did have a double bladed. I just can't remember what it looked like. And obviously, well, that's I haven't got to that's that that part.
1: definitely the one he had in Rebels. So I just don't know okay. if he had it in Clone Wars. I just wanted to correct that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm so I'm so happy for Sam and Ray Park because Ray Park has been <laughs> wanting to do some Star Wars stuff for a long time too. So and he's a, he seems like a good dude, and he seems like he loves it. So it's awesome that both of them get to be part of it. Yeah, um, agreed. And we can talk more about like the the actual ramifications for Maul being back, but let's get into the actual movie itself because <laughs> we, yeah. we've literally this is the this is the solo review episode and we've only talked about Maul. Uh, there's no Darth anymore. He's credited as only Maul, so I uh, gotta make sure you, you, you be clear on that one. But yeah, so what did you think of the movie as a whole? Just just like a real quick like what like thoughts. And then
0: what are your thoughts on
1: Alden being Han?
0: So for, for one, as far as the movie goes, Alden, um, I really had no problem with whatsoever. It didn't take me out of the movie. I believed it every step of the way. Um, probably even more so in the beginning, like when they should, when you first see Han, like it, 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 it convinced me. I wasn't one of those, "Oh man, he took it kind of took me out of the movie like that's not Han Solo." And I don't agree with that at all.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. It's it took me like a minute, you know, just it was just like, "All right, I need to I need to get into the mindset of this isn't an actor playing Han Solo. I just need to let it happen." But it happened in the like the first You know when it really set in for me hmm. is When he had the, the, he got dragged in front of Lady Proxima, which by the way, I thought was an awesome looking creature. Yeah. I thought Lady Proxima was awesome, and Moloch was whatever. (laughs) He kind of looked like, I don't know. Honestly, he kind of looked like those, uh, the enforcers from Doctor Who when, like, when the school gets sucked onto the moon. But, uh, anyways, um, that scene where, like, he's getting hit, and then he, he, like, grabs, uh, I don't remember what it was. I don't know if, I don't think it was a blaster. I think it was, um, like a stick or something, and he, he yells. I don't, I, I'm not. I'm gonna quote it wrong, but he, he said something along the line of so, the next person that hits me is getting hit back, or something like that, or like yeah. like he was getting kind of like sick of their crap. And then the when he tried to trick them with the rock as a thermal detonator, and then he made the noise <laughs> as yeah. it. And I was like, that's that's that is totally something that like a 20 year old Han would do.
0: A little fun side note for for you guys listening. Um, whenever they at the very beginning, they're talking about Lady Proxima. I was sitting there thinking in the movie theater and then for the rest of that night I was like, God, why does I was like I Proxima Midnight? Okay. Why does who is that in Star Wars? And then I finally looked it up at whenever I was at work the next day and I was like, damn it, it's the is it's the elf looking chick from Infinity War. <laughs> well you might have also been thinking of Proxy from Force Unleashed. No, no no no. I know Proxima Midnight was like for sure what I was thinking. I remember okay. Proxy. I won't I won't forget Proxy. But yeah, no, I was just like, well, that's the completely wrong universe. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I Well, there wasn't there was a nod
1: to uh what's that PS1 Star Wars game that you really like that um, I never played?
0: It's not that okay, it's not that I really like. I played it and I tried or to that, trick you well, with yeah, it. Yeah, That's what I meant. Um it's it's uh Terra or Soft. Like yeah, she makes that. She makes that it's, Yeah, like yeah I
1: think it's Terrascassi or something like that. Yeah. yeah. There Kossi. is a reference to that. I thought of you when I heard that. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the game that Nate tried to trick me with on We Do Video Game 20 Questions on my other podcast and he tried to trick me with that." It's, said, a you know,
0: it's a fun game. It it's a Well, I mean, at the time, it was a fun Star Wars PS1 fighting.
1: Right. I mean, for how good a Star Wars PS1 game could be.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so I, I really, I, I bought, um, I, I bought Alden as Han pretty quickly. And uh, I don't know what. What did you think of the whole like? Uh, you know, there's something that stood out to me when him and Kira were trying to, uh, when they were trying to escape. And you heard, like, one of those, um, those, like, join the Empire kind of, like, propaganda, like, commercials. And the the Imperial March was part of it. Like, it was, like, like in-universe, like, source music.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It, it was kind of weird to me. Did, that, did you notice that?
0: Yeah, I actually kind of have. It's not necessarily a complaint, but something I got to thinking about today. I was kind of surprised on the way the Empire was in the movie. Um... They I wasn't I was kinda hoping that it would be more apparent in the atmosphere of how menacing the Empire was because that's at the height of their control when solo's going on. But I got to thinking about it and I'm like, well, as far as tonally, it would make sense that in this world everyone's used to it at this point. So you would see Empire recruitment centers you know, for people to sign up to be stormtroopers or pilots. And it's not and it, it doesn't give you the same tone that it does in Rogue One of, hey, these people are absolute villains. They're building this death machine. It's kinda of more of like, hey, here's this totalitarian government that's kind of in control of everything, we kinda of gotta deal with it. So after more consideration, that made sense. But it's not it's something I thought about when I got out. I was like, I was expecting the Empire to be a little bit more Promenade it was it was Bart.
1: weird. They didn't exactly humanize them, but it was kind of normal. Um, I know what you're talking about. Norm- the- they normalized them, you know? Yep. And I think that was kind of what Ron Howard was trying to get at, like, uh, a couple months ago when he was talking about the movie. And he was saying, like, uh, we've never seen a movie like this in the sense that, like, the Empire just rules everything. And I guess that, that that's probably what he meant is that it just kind of normalized the Empire. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, specific- I didn't mind that. It was specifically hearing the Imperial March in-universe. That, yeah. that was kind of weird to me.
0: Yeah. Um, kind of just before we get down into the nitty nitty gritty, my overall opinion of the whole movie is I really enjoyed it. Um, I absolutely don't see the amount of vitriol I'm seeing about the movie, and we could talk about that a little bit more. I can see people's actual complaints about things in the movie. Um, I don't think it's a cash grab. I've heard some people say that this movie didn't have any heart, and although in some capacities I can see that, it's I mean i I disagree. Now, the only thing I will say as far as Solo goes is this movie did not feel like a main universe Star Wars movie to me. Um, I would lump in Rogue One with the rest of the saga, A, because it ties in directly, but it also has the same feel. And that in itself could be explained with who directed it. Because almost universally between the different directors, especially the newer movies they still kind of had that star Wars tone as far as the cinematography goes.
1: Right. Yeah. Gareth Edwards definitely had that with rogue one. And then yeah. Tony Gilroy, even though he came in to quote unquote fix it uh, according to him, um, it, it, I feel like he mostly was just dealing with what was already done. Whereas Ron Howard, it sounds like he've reshot the majority of this movie. Cause I didn't, I don't think, um, Lord Miller got a, a writing credit for this, right. Or a filming credit. Or... I, I don't, I don't think so.
0: Um, the best comparison I can give to Solo kind of feel felt a little more like something like a Clone Wars to me than a main Star Wars movie.
1: I definitely got that vibe, but definitely felt kind of almost like it, like a it felt like Dave Filoni had yeah. his his kind of hands on this. I, I don't like know it, if he did. I, I didn't. I should have checked the uh, the credits. Ma- like Maybe it, next time I'll check the credits. But it it, very, it definitely felt like a Dave Filoni kind yeah. of a,
0: kind of kind of touch to it. Kind of the tone of it. The, everything mattered in the movie, but. It also felt like it mattered in the sense of Clone Wars. Like this stuff happened, but it doesn't have the same weight as the Saga movies. That's kind of the the, the kind of vibe I got from. The movie.
1: Right, yeah. The only thing that really tied into the larger universe was Maul at the end, and even that yeah. is still so deeply rooted in the Clone Wars as well. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely got that vibe. Uh, I,
0: I actually kind of preferred it that way, and so, it, some people. In, yeah. It doesn't or have God. to be main. It doesn't have to be main saga. We can have movies that are like this. Well, I'm glad it, it sh- didn't because if he, if Han
1: ended up running into Uncle Owen or something, you know what I mean, it would have been weird. Yeah. So I mean, it Even was Jabba. nice that. Well, they, yeah, I mean, they were definitely referencing him the whole time.
0: But if he would have ran, like nothing, no, nothing, he never fun- actually
1: showed. Up. Boba Fett never actually showed up. Yeah. Jabba the Hutt never showed up. Greedo, I, I would have been okay with a little Greedo, yeah. cameo. But I'm okay that he didn't. Because um, then, the then you end got. up having like the cameo of uh, Upanda Baba and, and Dr. Evazon from Rogue One And it was so in your face like all right, we yeah. get it like you didn't need that
0: Nothing about this felt in your face to me except except Beckett's disguise I didn't really I guess unless yeah, that's that a, was a little know, weird Yeah, that one very much felt like an easter egg like that didn't feel like a common thing every slaver would wear But it was like a ham-fisted easter egg. Yeah, that was the only thing that I will say throughout the movie felt in your face. Like, hey, look at this reference. But- you
1: know what, though? I think it would have been... I think it works better that it was Beckett. If it was Lando, I really don't think I would have liked it. I, like, the I fact would that it have. was Beckett wearing the disguise, I think that it... Because then if it's Lando wearing it, then it's like, all right, well, we see Lando wear that two of the probably only two times he ever... Wear it, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Speaking of Beckett, I had a... I wrote, I wrote a little note down. See if this if you agree with this. I kind of feel like Beckett was the only person in this movie that knew what was going on at all times, at least the way that Woody Harrelson portrayed. Like, it seemed a lot like he'd be like, "On, I'm telling you, I was like, don't trust. And it's like, see, I told you not to trust. Like, it, it, the way he played, the the way his performance portrayed to me, it felt like he knew what was going to happen in almost every part of the movie.
1: Yeah, um, I could see that. I think it's more just that he just didn't trust anyone in general. So that just kind of led to him being right about Kira. Yeah, What did you think of Alright so We're kind of skipping all over the place And kind of skipping mostly to the end of the movie let's, uh, So let's jump back Let's talk about Corellia for a second Because I thought Corellia was so cool looking Like it just had such a cool look to it mm-hmm. it, it felt like And I said this in, the, in my spoiler free impressions But I said it felt almost like that industrial district On Coruscant Where uh, Count Dooku lands at the end of Attack of the Clones And meets up with, uh, with uh, Darth Sidious it felt kind of like that but even dirtier and grimier and just seeing all the cranes and the like the ships lugging around like the the bridge parts of star destroyers and stuff i just thought it looked so cool i I thought uh uh ilm did such a phenomenal Mm -hmm. phenomenal job with with the visuals on on corelia
0: now i was at a slight disadvantage i think my theater's projector was a little dim because all the corelia scenes like were really really dark Really they were dark. definitely dark, but I, I I didn't think they were too dark though. Well, so for maybe. for me it kind of was like it was like oh this is like kind of hard to see dark, but I, I but I stuck through it. Um, to I I totally agree with that. I actually kind of have a thought about that. I feel like throughout the entire movie, the first act and by first act I'm talking about from the start of the movie till the end of the train heist, that that portion of the movie felt the most like Star Wars. Outside of what I said about it having a clone, okay. Like some something about that first act was just super tight, super. I could see this being in a main Star Wars movie, and then the rest kind of felt more Clone Warsy to me.
1: But well, I really appreciate that they just kind of dropped you into Han stealing the, the the, the thing, and then uh, like like it just drops in, and he's kind of like you know freaking out, running around. Yeah. Um, did we see? I don't think we saw the scene in the trailer where he walks up to like the grate, like as if he's walking up to like a speakeasy. I don't think that was actually in the movie.
0: When he, when, when him and here are trying to get away.
1: Just the, the one from the trailer, where he walks up. It's like a grated kind of door, and he yeah, knocks. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he knocks either. on or he looks through the through. You see him through, like looking through the holes, and then it opens up. I don't think that was in the movie, because I thought that was going to be the end of the movie when he, uh, when he meets up with when he, you know finally wins the falcon from lando but then he won it on some weird like like jurassic park planet
0: yeah um so let me ask you about lando how'd you feel about lando i thought he did good i thought
1: i thought Donald glover did very very good um i i liked him a lot actually I mean, don't let me you know i'll be honest i really liked him but yeah. i think that it was overhyped. People say not even that he was overhyped, but people saying he steals the show, I think is it is a disservice to Alden in this movie. I think yeah. Alden did did good. I think there was a perfect amount of Lando. I think if there yeah. was there was any more Lando, it would have been too much. I think he was he was just the right amount in it. And I thought I thought the scene where he left in the Falcon after that that was the yeah. perfect scene for both Han and Lando. Like I, that's. Exactly what I pictured both of them doing in that sequence, like Han yeah. saying, "Yeah, we got, we got like a bunch of, you know, a bunch of soldiers in that ship, and all I gotta do is snap my fingers, and, and they'll be over here." And <laughs> then Lando just
0: leaves. Yeah, um, yeah. I think honestly, I probably preferred Alden's performance throughout the movie than Donald Glover's, which really? I was I was genuinely surprised by because I love Donald Glover, I love almost everything he does, but I think for me, his performance of stealing the show and I want a Lando movie was really kind of overhyped and the main takeaway out of that comment that i got from this movie is the one thing that i would love to see a landon movie about would just be is mainly because of l3 i do want to
1: see him and l3 together like like before solo starts yeah and you can maybe have him with like maybe not Bosque, but like i don't know you can have him with some other legacy characters yeah
0: now um going I, I keep jumping ahead too just because it, it, i'm here to talk about this stuff um i loved uh first off let's talk about um i loved han and Chewie's interaction like when they first met i loved that oh scene. i thought it
1: was brilliant and i love the way that they set it up where it's like yeah. i knew it wasn't a rancor but i knew they were like paying homage to jedi to return yeah. of the jedi i gotta specify now because it's two jedi movies um but i, I love that it was an homage to to, to the rancor pit yeah. And I knew it was going to be Chewy, but I was still smiling the whole time leading up to it being Chewy. Yeah. Uh, that was so good. And then Han actually speaking. Um, oh, I can't the, remember yeah, the name the, of the language. What, what's, what's the name of the Wookiee language? It's got a name. I just can't remember it.
0: Yeah. I, um, well, even leading up to that, while you looked that up, uh, one thing I loved was uh, the interactions on the battlefield. Whenever Beckett had stolen that uniform, and he was like, who's the commanding? Who's the ranking officer? And they're like, you are. And he was like, oh. Oh okay, and like the first time you meet him, and that whole interaction with Han, like, hey, I know something's up. I want to be a part of it. Like it, I bought all that, and and I thought that that was that was really well done.
1: Oh, it's a uh, wook is, is the name of the language. Um, yeah, I thought it was brilliant, and, and like it, it shows like that's how Han, like, there's the the scene in Force Awakens, where uh, where Finn is like, you can understand that thing. And he's like, "Yeah, nothing could understand you too." And it's like, Han is speaking for Chewie because Chewie can't speak basic. But yeah. he's like, "Yeah, like Chewie's my boy. Like I like I understand him just fine." Yeah. So I, I love that. It kind of I, I kind of wonder why Han knows how to speak Tree Wook, but it's cool that they pay that they at least acknowledge like he understands yeah. him.
0: Yeah. Um And then shout out to Rio. I really liked Rio. He was lot. the Rocket
1: Raccoon in this movie. Yeah. Do you recognize who well, it was? Who that good. Good. John, right, John Favreau.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It took me a second because whenever he was talking through the helmet, they kept the camera kept pointing to him. I'm like, he's somebody important. Like they wouldn't keep going to that random character. Yeah. And then the scene when he discovers that he's not an actual stormtrooper when that he's like, extra one of your arms arm, just slipped out. Yeah. Yeah, but he, I, and I thought his his I thought that his timing in the movie was 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 good. Like it sucked to see him go because I really did like him, but he didn't overstay his welcome. So that that was yeah that i was think good.
1: val kind of let's talk about Sandy newton's val for a second because i thought that i liked her for what for how long she was in it and then they just killed her off like yeah i wonder if in the original cut she was in it more because i feel like she i can understand rio you know kind of getting axed kind of quick because it's like you got to propel the, mo- the movies forward and he was a cool character to have around for a little bit but then you got to kind of focus on han and chewy really but val <laughs> i was like they didn't really go anywhere with val dying he was just kind of like they like they acknowledged it like a scene afterwards, but then they mm. don't really bring it up again. And and Beckett doesn't even really seem that upset about it, honestly. So I kind of wish that she was around for more of the movie because I, I loved her character, but she got axed real quick.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. and And you are I think you're right, because I mean, she was on a lot of promotional material. Like she wasn't as much as the rest of them. Yeah,
1: they promote and L three too, we'll get to L three in a minute. But L three too was like both of them were promoted as like big characters in this movie and then they both didn't really last that long. Yeah. We were I- right about the about the L three thing with, with with the Falcon. We yeah. both we both were like when C three PO says like when C three PO says like you you're uh your, your, your speaks your of
0: ships as speaking as peculiar dialect or something.
1: Like yeah, that. it's something like that, we're paraphrasing. But uh and like when Hans like I gotta, uh, you gotta talk to the Falcon, and we we're like wait a minute, because yeah. we knew L three is not around later, so we were right about that.
0: Now, okay, going going into L three, I feel like it's unfair that we both have listened to listened to slash read, um, last shot, because I don't think either of us are gonna be able to take L 3s performance as is like everybody else in the mainstream has. So, like, for example, someone shared a picture of L3 and was, like, worse than Jar Jar. Which, of course, I don't agree with, because I know a little bit more. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I know a little more about that character. But even Chelsea, my wife, I asked her what she thought about her. And she was like, I mean, I thought she was kind of whiny. Like, I didn't really care for the, you know, fight for robot rights. Like, I thought, like, she thought it was a little too much. But me and you both know, uh, like, there's a deeper character, more of a deep character to her than fight for robot rights, you know. There's a a connection between her and Lando. And I feel like the mainstream is not going to know that. And is really yeah. only going to see the and that's, parts.
1: That's the kind of issue I had with L3 not being in it for that long, which I mean, it, it kind of is what it is because you need to put L3's brains into the Falcon to make the Kessel run jump. Yeah. But you don't meet Lando in the beginning of the movie. You meet Lando in like the second act. So it's kind of like, it makes sense that she wasn't around for that long. It's just a bummer that, that yeah. they, there wasn't any way to really keep her around longer. But, um,
0: now, question yeah, for you, Do you... I, n- I think I now see why they went out and came out and said, Disney came out and said that Lando's pansexual, because <laughs> throughout, Lando, throughout that movie, we they were... gave a reference that they get it on. <laughs> we were unfortunately correct about that prediction, too.
1: Yeah. Because we were starting to go along the lines of that last week or two weeks ago. We are like, what if Lando likes droids? And we were apparently right. So that's weird. And that line but... was pretty funny when she was like, how does that work and she's just like yeah it's so um we're not gonna get into the anatomy of that but
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh but yeah that we were we were on the money with that one ahead of the the movie's release as well unfortunately because i knew that i was like why would they randomly say lando is pansexual like I was like, like what? Like, does he hit on a guy? Does he hit on like a like a alien? And then we were like, oh
0: no. <laughs> I was actually surprised at how wrong I'm. I I am very happy and surprised about how much we were wrong about when well, we had our speculation. yeah. Because we because remember I, I thought that
1: that Dryden Voss was working for Jabba. Obviously, I was wrong about that. Yeah, I'm happy I was wrong about that because what he, who he was actually working for was even more awesome. Yeah. Um I was wrong about well, kind of half wrong about the whole like Han joining the empire. I guess he
0: he did. did he, I mean he signed did, up.
1: but he only did it because he couldn't get back to Kira. Whereas I thought that he like that was like he just like oh free will walked up to the you know the imperial like recruitment center and and join yeah. because he's like I want to join the army to be a pilot, but it was actually a matter of you know it was out of desperation versus like him like genuinely wanting to do it.
0: Well, let's talk about Kira for a second because my take on Kira is I think that Amelia Clark and I think you mentioned this a little bit I think Amelia Clark did very well with what she was given, but I feel like the character itself could have been given more depth to it. Like in the scenes I, when she, when her and Han meet back up on Dryden Voss's ship, I, I, I gathered by her performance like that something bad had happened like the way she, like I bought, she's
1: seen some stuff like yeah. for lack of a better word yeah, um, yeah I I, f- I get the feeling some of her scenes were cut in the reshoots.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I kind of get that feeling. Because I I agree where it's like she doesn't really show any anger towards Han for leaving her she she actually ends I think she says I'm like I'm fine with it or something along the lines of like yeah. they would have they would have killed both of us or something so she, the sh- she she saw, she worded she it, it like she was glad that at least Han had gotten away yeah I do like the fact that instead of just going like directly to the Casino Royale ending where she just betrays him because she's triple crossing whoever mm. it was kind of it was more like oh crap I like. Maul is no one to mess with, so I'm kind of in too deep right now. So sorry, yeah. Han, I got to leave you. Uh, like, yeah. I'm glad it, it was more of that than just straight up her using Han and double-crossing him.
0: Yeah, which technically we were wrong about in a sense. Like, she did double-cross, but she, she knew that she didn't want to It put was because Han. she was in
1: too deep more than it was just she was being malicious.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, pa- and Dryden Voss. I love Paul Bettany. I bought Paul Bettany's performance 100%. Oh, he
1: looked like he was having a lot of fun with that role. He my looked favorite. like he had a real lot of fun. It looks like he came in for like two or three days worth of shooting, if that, and he was like, You know what? Let's own this. Yeah. But you low- can not you can tell when I mentioned this also in my spoiler free review. You can mention he Dryden Voss was originally performed by Michael K. Williams mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be a CGI character and he was supposed to resemble like a lion. Mm-hmm. So if you see like his bodyguards, Dryden Voss's bodyguards, mm-hmm. you can see kind of what they would have went for if they had more time, but because of the reshoots, they wouldn't have had time to uh you know, to do the the animation for Dryden Voss as a CGI character, that's why they kind of converted him into Paul Bettany's character yeah. as you know a human with like the markings or scars or whatever they were. Yeah.
0: What did you say his name was again? The original? I think it was Michael K. Williams. Michael. I think. K. Yeah, I mean, you can see that in the in the guards. Like, I did think that was a little weird at first. I was like, why? Why are they? Why are that's
1: because cool? that right, exactly. That they were going for a look like that for Dryden Voss originally, and they probably had already done. The guards and they just were like, "All right, well, Dryden himself is going to be human."
0: Is he the dude from The Wire? Uh, I believe so. Black is a black guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I He is African American. <laughs> yes. Well, I yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but my favorite scene that Paul Bettany did was the which I love that the last heist, like the so, one. No, pulled, yes, Omar from The Wire. Okay. The 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 heist they pulled on Dryden, whenever they were like, "Wait, so this is the actual real stuff." So who's got the, and like that kind of switcheroo I liked, but I liked his performance of, oh yeah, this is nice, yeah, I totally would have bought if this was real, like the way his performance was. Yeah, like when he, was like, he, he's like, like he
1: knew that Han was trying to double cross him. He just didn't realize that it was a double double cross.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a great scene. That was a really great
1: like, scene. It, like it, like it, like it looked so real that I would believe it was the real thing if I didn't know you were betraying me. But yeah. jokes on you, it was the real thing because I was betraying you twice. Yeah. The Beckett kind of the Beckett like last second like turning on Han thing did not surprise me at all. I don't know how I I feel about it honestly because it's so like it's such a Woody Harrelson character thing to do, you know. So I I, I it doesn't upset me, but I wasn't surprised by it.
0: And I'm 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 a little surprised that I really didn't didn't think about this, but unfortunately I didn't see Beckett's character as someone in Star Wars. I just saw it as Woody Harrelson which isn't a bad thing cuz i love Woody Heroes.
1: Nah, see, i kind of i bought him as a character in Star Wars.
0: I don't think i bought him towards the end. I bought him at the beginning for sure. I think towards the end.
1: Yeah, towards the end it was kind of like just Woody. like it could it could have been hey Bitch from Hunger Games.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, very much though.
1: So. But i was fine with it though and i like the fact that Han I'm i'm glad they didn't just make Han be like the dummy that fell for the double cross. He was like, "Nah, yeah. i knew you were going to double cross me." Like i'm gl- i'm glad that they portrayed Han as like that kind of scrappy, like I am thinking two steps ahead, even if it looks like I'm a dopey kind of guy, I'm not. I'm glad that they portrayed him that way, instead of him actually getting tricked. I feel like that wouldn't have wouldn't have felt like Han Solo to me. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that he thought ahead, did all the extra stuff to trick everyone. Because I don't even know if Kira knew about the the, the, the giving Dryden the real stuff, but acting like it's the fake stuff. I don't but think she did. I'm glad that I'm glad that Han shot first. <laughs> which is such it's so on the nose but it works so well because uh even becky was like i would have killed you
0: so talk to me about memphis nest because you you had brought it up on on your your react so
1: Memphis Uh, Memphis nest i don't did i what did i say that i couldn't talk about her because it was too spoilery
0: you said that you want you were waiting to talk about it I think you. Right. I think you, yeah, you I couldn't.
1: Evil. Right, because I couldn't talk about it because it would have been a spoiler to say that it's actually like some like eighteen yeah. year old girl with a helmet. I knew that it was going to be a woman portraying Emphas Nest. I thought it was originally going to be Kira, in disguise. But I, like, I like before, like before the movie came out, before the movie came out, and then when yeah. I saw them in like the same scenes as each other, I was like, all right, it's not clearly not Kira. But yeah, I mean, I'm fine with the character. It was okay. That she felt very much like a Felony Verse character. Like that, like Emphas Nest is totally like, like I could see Emphis Nest like fighting alongside Stila Guerrera, you know. Yeah.
0: That that scene though, when she's doing the monologue about the mercenaries, was really powerful. Like when they would cut to the shots of the of the people that were around them, like and I bought did, like, that. Like they cut
1: all the tongues out.
0: Yeah, I bought I bought that a lot. I thought, I thought that was really good it Um, did come across
1: a little on the nose like like kind of like like a political message but
0: it doesn't it doesn't bother me i find
1: it weird I, i i do almost feel like it's it's one and i'm nitpicking here so don't think that i have like i have a huge issue with it like oh my god they ruined it but it did stand out a little bit where it's like are they trying to say han started the rebellion rebellion yeah like the rebellion or just a rebellion because yeah. if it's just Emphis Nest's little kind of splinter group, fine. If you're trying to tell me Han Solo himself, like, helped fund the Rebellion, like Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, eventually Leia Organa Solo, like, that's a little too, like, yeah. universe is too small kind of thing for me. So I, I'm i going to interpret it as it's just Emphis Nest kind of had her own little re- rebel cell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like Saw kind of had, only she clearly wasn't as crazy as Saw Gerrera.
0: I liked that character. I, I I noticed that character from uh from Saw's. Um, oh, two tubes. Group. Yeah. So, so there's
1: there's two tubes twins. So I don't know if that actually was one of them, or if it's just the same like creature, alien, whatever. Um, online people are saying it is one of the two tubes twins. I don't know if it actually is them. That would be kind of cool if maybe Emphas Nest meets up with Saw Guerrera eventually. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Maybe we'll that, see that in like maybe Resistance or something like. Oh no, because it would have taken place before. A new hope. Uh, Saw dies yeah. in Rogue One, so, yeah. um, but that would be cool. Maybe like a novel. I like yeah. Emphasis Nest teaming up with Saw Guerrero might be kind of cool, or a comic. Yeah. That I think it would probably fit a comic better. But um, maybe but Saw I, before I... he
0: went full like militant, like
1: right, like in, like like exactly in between Clone Wars and Rogue One. Yeah, is about where this is. So yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But I I loved that. Um, oh my God, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Oh my god, I know what I see his face and everything. Warwick Davis. Warwick yeah. Davis finally got like a cameo as himself. Like he got a character that looks like Warwick Davis. He's not in a costume playing an Ewok or, or something like that.
0: Well, to be fair, he did have that pretty good one at uh, in Phantom Menace when he was at the pod race. Oh right. This was more this was a speaking role. But I mean that one that that is a clear shot of oh hey, that's Warwick Davis. I'm well, just, he, trying, but, just trying but to but
1: he's playing someone. Of importance uh, well now how do i word this because i want to be careful that i'm not you know being offensive but he's playing someone of his own age and kind of stature he's not playing right. he, he's not playing a little kid or a little creature he's just playing yeah. just a character that happens to be the size that he is i, I really like i appreciated that that warwick yeah. davis like he's been with this franchise since 83 i think even earlier than jedi i think he might have had a small cameo in empire so don't, don't quote me if i'm wrong I, i'm probably wrong on that but um, I mean, obviously, he was an Ewok in uh, Jedi, and so it was just cool that it was it was Warwick Davis. He wasn't playing like a little kid or a, or a you know a small size alien. It was just Warwick yeah. Davis. I thought that was kind of cool.
0: So I'm not I'm personally not going to go into the whole Kessel because I mean that you can pretty you can talk about that the, those scenes pretty non spoilery. I mean, apart from the fact of them plugging L three into the Falcon, you know, which was which was a great scene.
1: Which they were but. already in the. So is that kind of, like, wind tunnel, the Maw? Or was the Maw outside of that? I don't remember. I couldn't... I think it was kind of confusing the way they worded it.
0: I think the Maw... I don't know. I really don't know, because I could see the Maw being... I think the Maw is the thing in, in its entirety. But, like, like that would make sense. You, that would be the Maw that they went through to do the Kessel Run. But, like, they just had cut out tunnels for safe passage through it. Um... Uh, what was I gonna say? The castle scenes I really enjoyed. Um, I liked. I liked whenever L three was like took off the restraining bolt and the Jorah was like, "What do I do?" And they're like, "I don't know. Free your brothers. I don't know." And then like, <laughs> she's, and then yeah, she she's super, like, "I don't
1: know. Start a rebellion or start a revolution or something like yeah. that." And and she's like, was cool. "I started
0: a revolution." And that's the main thing I didn't like about the movie was how short L 3s stuff was. Like it, it was a really short time between the first time we saw her. And when she's plugged into the Falcon, which makes sense. It was a little
1: weird the amount of emphasis on her crotch, like it like it wasn't like I don't know. It was just weird. If okay. that felt very Lord and Miller to me, that did not feel like a Ron Howard thing. It's so it's not cr- disgusting to me or anything. It was just weird.
0: The crotch isn't what I noticed, but I did notice that even though she was a robot, she had hips. Like she, like she. Well, because if
1: you go back to last shot, L three was just like built from all kinds of random droid parts, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She was. She's basically. She's not, she's not an Astromech, but a lot of her parts are from an Astromech. Right, exactly.
1: I remember, I like vividly remember them describing that uh, her as like put together from Astromech parts in last shot. So that was, it's very interesting the way that she's kind of, like the the way her like bodily composition. I don't know how else you yeah. <laughs> word it, but like the way that uh, L 3s kind of character was designed is very cool looking.
0: So I had a thought today. Um, because I I don't think you can argue that Ryan Johnson and I know he wasn't in charge of, of cinematography, I know it was someone else, but I think that Ryan Johnson and and The Last Jedi is the best cinematography in the saga, in my personal opinion. It's my favorite. I think it's the most beautiful.
1: Out of all nine movies, including Rogue One and Solo?
0: Yeah, Rogue One I really enjoyed Rogue One cinematography, so I would probably those are pretty close. But um, going back to my earlier comment about how, as far as directing and cinematography, how I felt like Solo didn't really fall into the rest of the movies, I would, do you think you would enjoy like a Ryan Johnson directed Solo movie, like this movie, but in the style of Ryan Johnson?
1: <sighs> that that might be a loaded question to some people, depending on who you ask. That's that's a loaded question. Take it. one of the movies everyone visions. hates with another movie everyone hates, yeah uh, well, for no well, reason editing, but I, 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 know, I, I feel
0: pure look by the look of it by the kind of grittiness i to would
1: it. actually like i would actually almost say maybe gareth edwards doing a mm. solo movie take could, take rogue yeah. one because as much as i love the last jedi and as good as i think the visuals are i feel like it almost was oversaturated it's like okay. there's a lot of like a real lot of reds I could take that and like a I like a that. real lot of like it's just very and I'm not again I am nitpicking so don't don't get mad at me. I love last Jedi, but I do feel like it's a little oversaturated and I feel like in the time period that we would be seeing a young solo, it would have to be kind of kind of drab and miserable and kind of yeah. may, maybe not gray but you know kind of used looking so I would say I would say gareth edwards I would even say maybe like. I mean, it never happened. I would love to get George Lucas back, uh, maybe not directing, but writing a solo movie. Yeah, and producing it. I would. I. I it. It really breaks my heart because George Lucas gets so much crap from so many people, and these are. This is George's universe. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not about to get into it. Maybe this is another episode where I talk about
0: George Lucas, but well, it does bum do me wanna, out. I do want. I do want to talk about. You know, before we get done with this episode, I do want to talk about the vitriol and the hate that solo is getting right now and i texted you i think that it's actually i think it's right about close to the prequel hate i mean it is really getting up there the posts that i have seen the weird thing is
1: it sounds like the people that are hating on it either a didn't see it like they just they're mad that it exists or b it's like the complaints they have are kind of like misplaced like, they're like mad the- that Darth Maul was in it. Like, why are you mad Darth Maul is in it? Like, that's an awesome cameo. People are like, yeah. oh, it makes the world small. Like, what are you talking about? Well, like, I listen even, to the... Like, it's so funny. People people that don't watch Clone Wars... I'm not holding it against you that you don't watch Clone Wars. That's fine. If you didn't watch it, whatever. But... Darth Maul was brought back before George Lucas even sold Star Wars to Disney. Like, do you know how yeah. long ago that was at this, at this point? It was yeah. 2013, I think.
0: Now, it's one of those things that I... So, for example, I listened to the, the kind of funny reacts did one for Solo, and oh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I did not, now, I didn't watch it. <laughs> now, to be like, to, to be honest, Nick Nick Scarpito, if you don't know, he did have a lot. You know, he he didn't like The Last Jedi. He did have a lot of valid complaints. Like, I I can't dispute his the complaints that he had. He was definitely higher on it than he was Last Jedi, but he was basically saying like, a lot of like. He he. the main things that he didn't care for was he said that he could see why this movie kind of went through not development hell, but why it had some issues in production. And I can, in some instances, see what he's talking about. Some some things do. I can't point them out off the top of my head right now, but I, I could see how he sees that.
1: See, that's interesting to me that you say that, because I thought that the movie actually seemed kind of seamless. So, I mean, yeah, like the the L three using her crotch to plug into the stuff, like that stuff kind of felt Lord and to me. But everything else, I, I thought it was actually pretty yeah. seamless. I couldn't really pick out like like full sequences that were like, oh, clearly that wasn't Ron Howard, you yeah. know?
0: Well, basically, basically, what I, I guess let me clarify a little bit more. What I'm getting at is, even from stuff like that, people who enjoy Star Wars and like Star Wars movies, I agree with what you're saying that it feels like the people who are giving it this much hate didn't see it because even the people who like Star Wars and saw this movie they have some valid complaints but they're not nearly as bad as the hate they'll be like yeah it it
1: was okay or they'll say like it was fun but I didn't love it that's yeah. mostly what I get from the actual people that know Star Wars, you know. Yeah.
0: But Then you have people who are like, "Oh, this is a cash grab! Like, like this is just like don't, don't support." Those are Lucas the people Phil. that
1: those are the people that hate Last Jedi.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> well, from
1: what I've seen, and I mean, obviously I can't prove it, but it seems like the people that are saying, "Oh, it's a cash dra- grab! It's garbage! How could they do this? How could they ruin Han Solo?" It seems like those are just the people that hated Last Jedi, and they just want to hate on this one too.
0: Yeah. But I don't agree with with the hate that this is getting at all. Of course, me and you both like. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to call us prequel apologists, but we both do enjoy the prequels.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't have any shame in saying I like the prequels. Yeah, I, don't, I don't either. I, I, admit that the prequels are very, very flawed movies. Like, there's a yeah. lot of crap wrong with the prequels. I'm not going to deny that. But I love them for what they are. I'm not yeah. holding them up as high cinema, comparing it to the Godfather. I know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. but I, I, I just, I adore them. And it's funny, uh, Jeff, who's a co-host on my other podcast he was saying something about something with the prequels and saying how, like, I'm a prequel apologist, or I don't think he said exactly an apologist, but he said something about, like, how I defend the prequels. And I was like, dude, I give Nate... Like, I complain about the prequels all the time to Nate. (laughs) Like, I love those movies, but I I don't... I I absolutely do not think they're perfect in it by any means.
0: Well, I think Star Wars fans... And I talked to you about this before. I think that me and you and a lot of other Star Wars fans like us just like star wars on a different level like star wars it's not a way of life but it's something that's so ingrained to us that unless you come out with like a complete cash grab project we're gonna like it or enjoy it or love it either way
1: well the the thing with with me and i I think this is how you feel about it as well is i just take the movies as what they are this is what it is they're not going to change it so instead of getting mad about it let me try and understand or or appreciate or kind of figure out like why they would do certain things so like people that hate and go we won't talk we won't i actually don't want to dwell on this too much anyways because i want to talk more positive about it but like the people that had the problems with like luke and the and the the uh tala siren milk and like that scene it's like oh it ruined my child. like give me a break yeah no like yeah like yeah i didn't love that scene but it happened it's over with whatever
0: so I have, I have two questions for you that are, that are kind of the last things that, that I have. One, with the big, big reveal like we talked about at the very beginning, the big reveal that I, like you, am still speechless about, that they revealed Darth Maul is an integral part in this universe right now. Do you think that them doing that, showing that on a main Star Wars movie, live-action Star Wars movie, two things. One, is there any chance that we're going to see a live action version of what they showed on Rebels in some capacity if they do an Obi-Wan movie
1: no I don't think so I <sighs> think that Earth that Man. scene is is that scene is that scene and I don't think they're going to overwrite that scene
0: but what do you but what do you think they're planning why would they put Darth Maul well this is this is about 11 years before A New Hope
1: so Darth Maul oh, Maul was uh he's the leader of the Crimson uh, was it Crimson Dawn Crimson Dawn is it Crimson Dawn yeah, I feel Dawn. like that sounds similar to something else on something. There's like crimson, crimson something in another something in another universe. But uh, I think it might be like a Mass Effect thing. It was like the crimson, I don't know. But he's the head of the Crimson Dawn. Yeah, Crimson Dawn. He had something to do with the Pike Syndicate, didn't he? Like he was trying to take them over or trying to take them out or something. In
0: they Clone were Wars. neutral with each other. Like that was that was the issue that right. Uh, like they
1: did, as long as they didn't cross each other, they would leave each other alone. Yeah. Some of that. So, but I'm saying in Clone Wars, he was gonna try and take them over or something. He had something to do with the Pikes. Like they they were name dropped in the Clone Wars. Um, but <laughs> I think there's two routes. They can if they're gonna do anything more with Maul, if this wasn't just a glorified like Thanos from Guardians of the Galaxy kind of cameo. If the if it's more than that, I think it's a setting up for a Boba Fett movie. Okay. Or B, yes, it's setting up for a. Obi-Wan movie that takes place 10 years before a new hope.
0: Okay. Cause I would think that they wouldn't just throw that in there. Oh, Hey, let's randomly throw Darth Maul in there like that. That cameo seemed to be very well thought out.
1: Yeah. I think that it's setting up. I personally think it's setting up for the Boba Fett movie. And I think that Boba Fett, is going to be working from someone, working for someone. That's either against Maul or he's working for Maul. And Maul will be in it to the extent that, like I said, that Thanos was in Guardians of the Galaxy, where like he's just the guy that's telling Ronin what to do, but he doesn't really do anything. Yeah, like like kind of like the Emperor and Empire, you know, like where he's, he's kind of there. He's a, he's a hologram, but he doesn't really do anything. He just tells Vader what to do. I can see him in it to that extent. I don't know how much more they would go into it, you know. But if I definitely, th- I definitely think they they wouldn't put him in there, just I, I, just to go nowhere with it, you know?
0: Yeah. So maybe if, he's
1: if, in. Oh no, I was gonna say maybe the Favreau series, but that's post Return of the Jedi, so it wouldn't be that. If that,
0: yeah, um, if that's what they're if that's what they're doing, if that's like an idea they have for Boba Fett, then the more stuff that's coming out about this Boba Fett movie makes me more excited. Because I wasn't excited about them doing this at all, like I told you, until they <clears throat> rumored that James Mangold would would direct it, and then the immediate thought of a dead of a not Deadpool, <laughs> a Boba Fett movie in a style that could be similar to like Logan, I felt I fell in love. And just a
1: shout out, they need to get Daniel Logan in the Boba Fett movie directed by the guy that directed Logan. That'd be so like <laughs> such a cheesy little like dad joke Logan that I can him? make.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah,
1: like Daniel yeah. Logan was young Boba Fett in *Attack of the yeah. Clones*. You know, so I think it'd be cool. He, dude, have you seen Daniel Logan on like Twitter or Facebook or anything? He's like, he like, he's really into it, man. He's like working at like doing st- doing like workouts with Ray Park and stuff. Like, he's into it. So it seems like he would want to do it. It's just a matter of Disney not being screen. scared of like the prequels and bringing him back. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: he's he's been in the con syndicate like recently, like con like a lot like a real recently, lot, yeah. yeah.
1: And like I said, him and Ray Park have been working out, doing like crazy CrossFit, like training and stuff. So it'd be, yeah. it would be totally awesome to see Daniel Logan as as Boba Fett, and so. Tim Morrison maybe like as, as like a like you can have him come back as like like Jango had left Boba like a like a some kind of voicemail, like you know how like in um in, in Captain America Civil War how Zemo had like the the um uh-huh. vo- the voicemail voicemail from his his wife talking to him, and it was totally unrelated to the story, but it's, like, the last thing he had of her. I could see, like, Django leaving, like... It's, like, the last, like, recorded message Django had, and, like... So you could bring Tamara Morrison back in that sense of, like, oh, like, you hear, like, old Django... You hear, like, Django, but it's... You know? That'd be cool. We're obviously, like, way speculating on a movie that's not even confirmed yet, but I think that'd be cool.
0: So my second thing for you is... I definitely feel like do, us doing our general research but primarily reading and listening to Last Shot, which is I think what, uh, what they wanted you to do Why would uh, or else they wouldn't have released it so close to Solo. Do you think that going forward with stuff like this that you are going to be more inclined to either read the comic listen to the book, something like that before you see a movie like this? Because I feel like Last Shot helped a lot and I'm actually more excited to go back and re-listen to it in the context of solo,
1: I'm excited to go back and listen to it to learn to kind of pay attention more to L3 and Lando. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm actually more excited to, to de- dig deeper into the Lando and L3 stuff from Last Shot more so than I mean the the past Han stuff was kind of honestly it was just kind of filler. Honestly, yeah. I don't even think it was needed. I think you could have just had the past Lando and then the present Lando and Han. Um, I think it depends on the circumstance as far as whether or not I'd be more inclined to read like tie in material cuz I don't read any of the marvel tie in stuff before a marvel oh, movie. Oh, I don't either.
0: I don't There's either. There's just
1: too much of it and and 99 out of 100 times it doesn't even matter. Uh, so the last shot d- s- story wise it didn't really tie in at all with solo. But with character But it gave like... you the back it gave you the backstory on uh, L3 and uh, and and Lando. I thought for a second in solo that Empress Nest was gonna be Sana Staros. I was like, I was like, mm. oh, did they do that? And then it wasn't her. But I thought yeah. that would have been cool. That would have yeah. been cool. It's kind we'll of a see. wasted opportunity, honestly. But but Sana is around later, so I guess that yeah, I guess it wouldn't make sense to have been her.
0: So ran- random question. Um, going back to Empress Nest, when when she took the helmet off, my first reaction was, oh, is that gonna be Beckett and Vowskin? Because that ran through my head. Yep, absolutely. But then he he had no motivation of I like he was like I don't know who you are like. There and why no... would she
1: be shooting at Beckett and Val, like in the train yeah. sequence?
0: Which I think th- I, I kind of didn't talk, I glanced over it. That train high sequence was awesome. I thought it
1: was awesome too. That
0: was so so cool. I'm really disappointed with the lack of different stormtroopers that we saw. I was excited with the promotional material, the toys. Yeah, there was the Minban
1: stormtroopers, which you only really. You only really focused on like the ones played by like Rio and and Beckett yeah. didn't even really have a stormtrooper outfit on. He had like the chest armor, but obviously he had his helmet off. But yeah, and then on Corellia they were just like normal stormtroopers. Yeah, and they then you had, had you had the mud had. troopers, like those the, the mud troopers on Mimban, I guess.
0: The only different one you had was the ones that were using the grab boots on the train. Right. But you know what, though?
1: Now that I think about it, the Empire really was just there because they were like they were there because they were part of the universe at that time period. They weren't really part of the story. Yeah. Like especially like that Star Destroyer scene in the in the, you know, the the space tunnel <laughs> when they were leaving Kessel was a lot mm-hmm. shorter than I expected. I thought that was going to be a big, huge like sequence where like I did Han and Lando go against the Empire and it didn't really last that long. Yeah,
0: that w- that was funny. It was like, oh, I know these guys. They're not gonna waste Tie Fighters. And, and I was like, well, I was wrong. I don't think they used the other line that I like from the
1: trailer either, where Han is like, "We're gonna be fine." Yeah, he's like, I was worried about that for a minute, but it's fine. We're fine. And they didn't use it. But I thought, I thought that line from the trailer reminded me of of that, you know, the sequence when they're uh, when he blows up the console in A New Hope, uh. when they're in the detention block. And it's like everything's fine, it's fine, how are you? Like, it reminded me of that, and so I'm kind of bummed that didn't make it in the movie. Something, At least not that uh, I remember.
0: Something. A, a lot of complaints I've seen is that they, they didn't think the comedy hit, and for the most part, everything hit for me, but one of the lines that I love, 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 love in that movie, is whenever it was right before, it was when Kira was sitting in the cockpit, and he was like, well, it's kind of hard to do this, and she goes, and he was like, when did you know how to fly? He's like, 190 years old? you look good like that line like i love yeah that
1: it fell a little flat for me but i think it might have just been because it was in the trailer it was okay i didn't have a problem with it but yeah it, it was kind of like it was like a kind of thing like a like yeah. a quick chuckle i did love when he when chewie kind of just kicked kira out of the seat and yeah. just took over yeah. that was awesome
0: and then how they had that music view where it was like like it had that like prominent oh like now the rebel fanfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: i do love the thing that i really enjoy about this movie is the little moments like the the little the little things like when lando and l3 first jump into hyperspace and it's the first time han solo ever goes into hyperspace and you just mm-hmm. see his like his face is like he's so like excited and like oh my god like like it, you can tell that's when he fell in love with the falcon and that's when he fell in love with with you know being a pilot yeah. and i thought i thought that was great um, i loved the scene at the end when han has the the um,
0: like black the, 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 the
1: Sabak hand, and it is Sabak. We, we, we're yeah. finally clear on that, and we're also clear that it is Han, not Han. Love that little line too. That was he's that like, was great. like, "Hey, yeah. Han," and he's like, "It's Han, but it's fine." Yeah, I love that being, that little little that but,
0: being cheeky throughout their entire relationship. I'm gonna call you Han. You know, it's
1: yeah. But I love when he has the hand and he shows it to Chewie and Chewie just goes, hm.
0: <laughs> like, yeah.
1: like, like, oh god. I thought that was like, how do you not laugh at that? Yeah, I do find it weird though. Did you have, like, did you find it weird the Wookiee, like the other Wookiee that was on Kessel? It looked a, like a Planet of the Apes character. It, it was did. a little weird looking, right? It had, like, a shaved it, face. It was kind of weird. Yeah,
0: it was weird looking. I really did like that scene, though, because it reminded me of the, because it was the most recent thing I've seen, the first episode of Rebels, when, like, I liked the, the whole, oh, Chewie's has this conflict. I'm, there's Wookiees that, that I need to save because I need to save my people. And I see that episode. That's a. I'm glad you brought that up. Spark of the Rebellion, uh, Spark of Rebellion. I think it's called. I thought
1: that how that happens in Spark of Rebellion is how it was going to happen with him saving Chewie. Mm-hmm. But it actually ended up being Chewie saving other Wookiees, which is yeah. fine. That's okay. I was just wrong on that prediction.
0: Yeah. But um, overall, it's it's a movie. I think I, if it comes to my small theater, while I'm still in the town that I'm at right now. I may go see it for cheap just to be like, hey, I'm going to go check this out. Yeah,
1: I'm just really broke I, or I would have seen it again. Yeah.
0: If not, I'm cool with waiting until it comes out, but I would like to watch it again. A lot of people have said that this is a Star movie that I don't feel like I need to see it again.
1: Oh, I'm and, so excited to, to get this on, on yeah, home video. I'm excited from, to watch the behind the
0: scenes. Like, I'm really excited for the behind the scenes on this. And you
1: know Ron Howard probably, like, did a lot of behind the scenes stuff because I mean he was all over Twitter with with behind the scenes like images and and cryptic yeah. messages and stuff and like when he tweeted out like the picture of uh, of the case of coaxium on Kessel mm-hmm. and he says spicy like yeah so I'm, I'm hoping there's a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff but we didn't really get a lot of behind the scenes stuff with Rogue One did we
0: honestly I have watched I watched Rogue One a couple weeks ago and I forgot to go back and watch the behind the scenes. I don't I think, think we got
1: that much stuff because of the production issues, you know?
0: I think there was only one disc. Because I know Last Jedi and Force Awakens both have... They had the bonus disc. Bonus disc. So I think that there may be you are, I bit, think
1: you're right. I think you're right. I think it was only one Blu-ray.
0: Because I remember my case being a Blu-ray and a DVD. I don't remember it being two. I think you're right. Actually, we'll we'll fact on. check and get back to you next week on that, but I I'm pretty ha- sure. I actually have it right next to me here. You, you talk and I'll go over right. real quick. Okay, I am wrong. There is a bonus disc and the main Blu-ray. Oh, so I was wrong as well. (laughs) So there's no DVD with it? No, there is. It's DVD. Oh, so there's there's three discs in here, but the DVD's on the other side. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh. But yeah, overall, it's definitely a movie I would... Re- if you love Star Wars, of course you're going to love this. You may have some It's just some a complaints. fun movie. I
1: can see myself watching this movie a lot once I have it on Blu-ray. Like, just putting it on and not even paying attention yep, to it. Exactly. Like, that type, that type of thing. I, I could totally see that. Because we'll it's see. not as heavy. Like, Rogue One, I would do that with Rogue One. But I feel like it, there is some heavy moments in, in Rogue One. And I feel like you can't really just put it on. Like, you put it on, and then you end up getting sucked into it. And then you end up not doing any of the other stuff you wanted to do. Uh, yeah. And I'm talking, like, I'm talking from the sense of if I'm putting a movie on... With the intent of doing other stuff while it's on, I'm not talking about yeah. like if I'm putting it on to specifically watch it.
0: Yeah, this is definitely the perfect, and it's this is kind of a, a a downside, but I mean, it's a nitpicky downside that solo is definitely the probably one of the best like just put on Star Wars. Movies. Now you have said before that like you love the, like you'll put on Revenge of the Sith and just do whatever. I tried to do that the other day. It was on Attack of the Clones
1: is actually the one I do that with. Oh,
0: okay. Well, it was on um, TNT the other day and I, it was on the part right after... I think I sent you a picture of it. It was the part uh, right after Anakin had killed the Young Wings and he was visiting Padme to tell her that he had to go to Mustafar. And I'm sitting here. I was like, I'm going to pop this on. I'm just going to play my Switch. And I pull up my Switch. I had it on. I had it about to click on a game and I couldn't stop watching the TV. And I'm like, this is not a movie that I can just put on and not pay attention to because I'm going to want to watch it. And then sure enough, I watched it all the way up until um, the... The Obi-Wan and, and uh, Anakin scene and I was like I kind of want to rewatch this from the beginning again
1: <laughs> I do that a lot sometimes I'll put on like Phantom Menace or like Attack of the Clones like l- super late at night like I like it's like 12 o'clock and I know I'm gonna fall asleep in like a half hour but I'll just put it on Yeah. and sometimes I'll get to like Phantom Menace I'll get to like right where they're leaving Naboo mm-hmm. or like Attack of the Clones I'll get right to like after they catch Wesell. And I'll be like, uh, I want to like want to watch this in full tomorrow, but I need to go to sleep right now.
0: Yeah. But.
1: So let's get back to Solar real quick before we close the episode, because we are running a little long. Um, so, yeah, we both agree. If you are a fan of Star Wars and you're not one of those overly critical Star Wars fans, go see this movie. It's a fun time. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich, I think, did a very good job. I wouldn't say he did like a perfect job because no one's ever going to perfectly pick no. up the mantle from someone like Harrison Ford. You're not doing it. For but I think he did. I think he did a good. very, very good job. I bought that. He was Han pretty much from the beginning. Yeah. Like I said, well, well, like the, the lady Proxima scene is really where I was like, all right, this is Han solo. Yeah. Kira, I, again, I think some of her scenes might have either got cut or not
0: filmed. I think that's um, the character fault. I don't think that's the actress's fault. I think. Oh yeah, no, like,
1: I think Emilia Clark did good with what she had. Yeah. I just feel like I, I, I wish I either saw her angrier at Han for leaving, or I wish she had gotten more, kind of time to tell like, hey, Han, I've done some bad stuff. Like more, yeah. like she said that, but I wish that she actually told him like, listen, like even if it was like an extra minute, or, or even like a like an extra thirty seconds, of, like listen, I've had to like, I've had to. Like kill people, or I've had to like do things that you couldn't uh, like unspeakable deeds that you couldn't imagine. Something that made it seem like she really did some bad stuff, versus her yeah. just saying you don't know what I've had to do to stay alive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean Beckett was okay. I uh, like I said, I wish Val got more time, and I think B- Val being around longer would have helped Beckett. But I did like that he wasn't overly like mentor-ish to Han. But you could see that he took th- some of his. Yeah, everyone thought Beckett was going to be like Han's mentor. He just kind of was the guy that Han was rolling with for, you know, until he took over. Uh, yeah. Lando, again, I love Lando. I love Donald Glover as Lando. Um, you think he was a little overhyped?
0: I think he was. I don't think he stole the show. I actually preferred Alden's performance for the most uh, see, part. I,
1: I just want to say I like them together, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know if I necessarily would would like Lando without Han the same way that Lando was needed for Han in this movie. Yeah, if that makes sense.
0: I guess but the best way I could put it is I don't think Lando was my favorite Donald Glover performance, especially having just recently seen Spider-Man: Homecoming again and I really love that short scene he had in Homecoming.
1: Yeah, I would have to disagree with you on that. I thought he was great as Lando.
0: <laughs> I mean, I thought he was great as Lando too, but like I just I I've watched a I wouldn't lot choose of that Donald
1: that one scene in Homecoming well, over his performance as Lando. Well,
0: I, I, know, I know, but I just I've watched a lot of Donald Glover and this is one of those that like I really enjoyed, but I think it, for me, it fell, it fell victim to, oh, my God, he needs a movie. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, he was good, but I don't see why just him, he would need his own movie. You know,
1: I guess uh, what I love about Solo is that it's going to get people to go watch Clone Wars. Like, wait a minute. How is Maul back? And then, and, he, yeah. and then someone like me will be like, go watch season four of Clone Wars. Like my best friend, Jesse, he's like, he's like, how? How is he back? He got, he got cut in half. And I was like, go listen, go watch this arc from Clone Wars. So hopefully it gets more people to watch that. Because uh, Clone Wars is amazing, uh, but we're gonna wrap the show up here. We're gonna talk about Solo a lot more next week. You know, we'll, we'll maybe we'll dig deeper. P- we'll actually pick some specific topics to talk about for Solo next week.
0: We'll finally um, stop talking about Last Jedi and The Force Awakens for six <laughs> episodes.
1: I mean, it, up until now, it was the newest Star that Wars is true. to talk about, other than Rogue One, obviously. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll dig into Solo, and then maybe maybe uh, I want to finish or catch up at least. The, uh, the Darth Vader comic run that I'm reading. So I, I want, maybe we'll talk, talk a little bit about that next week. I
0: think if it's on Comixology Unlimited, I will definitely check it out. Um,
1: I think the one I'm reading is the one that's not on Comicsology, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure that out out there. Um, thank you for being with us. I know that uh, <laughs> Nate and I both had to take some quick breaks each, but uh, we hope you enjoyed Solo as much as we did. We hope that you enjoyed our discussion on it. And again, we'll be back next week to talk about it. And oh my God, Maul is back. It's Ray Park, it's Sam Whitwer. let's get excited. You're a bold one, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So uncivilized.